This is Talk for Freedom, a podcast sharing the truths about human trafficking and highlighting those in the fight to end it. With your host, Cesar Lopez, with A21 Freedom Chasers, and Chuck Paul with Chuck Paul LLC. Welcome back, everybody, to our Talk for Freedom podcast. We're so excited today to bring um, a returning guest uh, here on our podcast. So I'll let Chuck uh, kick it off and introduce our special guest. So thank you very much for listening. And I know that all of you have probably missed her and wondering wondering what's been going on, but I'd like to introduce Cece. Hello. So if you remember, we had um, Cece, Cecilia, on our podcast before. She was talking about how she founded A21 uh, Freedom Chasers. And so today we're bringing in a different aspect of that. Um, And so she's actually ventured out and is doing something different that is also um, fighting human trafficking, but also giving back. And so that's what we want to bring her uh, in to talk about. Um, So tell us a little bit about what you're doing today. Sure. So in 2020, during the pandemic, I um, started a small business called Loved and Freeco. Um, it's a fair trade marketplace that um, highlights and gives an opportunity to survivors of human trafficking to showcase their talents and their items that they've made. Um, but it also features artisans from all over the world who are earning fair wages for the work that they do, um, many of them being refugees, which in my mind, that is providing them an outlet so that they don't become uh, human trafficking victims later on, right? So um, it's the aspect of both survivors and artisans that are earning fair wages all over the world. And that's a terrific opportunity, Cece. I mean, think about the opportunity that for folks to, who one, who are escaping trafficking to find financial resources. We've, we've seen a long history so far of folks that have gotten out of trafficking and they realize that, you know, what type of resources they would make in a day, it may take them a month to make at this point. But now they have a way out, they have a resource, and it's also something that they can do and kind of be their own boss because we also know that you know, with trafficking comes criminal histories and we still haven't caught up with all the laws as far as expunging those records for when they were exploited. So giving them those type of opportunity to have fair trade, economic opportunity, to build them themselves. And plus they're also building on their own self-confidence right? and learning who they are on the opposite side of the trauma, what they've experienced. Mm -hmm. Right. It's given me a great opportunity to not only um, highlight everyday products and items that we use that can be made fair and ethically without any labor trafficking involved, but also find out about other organizations in the United States, around the world, that are also fighting human trafficking in all kinds of creative ways. Um, I've seen, you know, even here in Alabama, where um, survivors are given an opportunity to make products and be able to um, be empowered to get resources to be able to take, you know, 
counseling sessions, therapy sessions to go back to school. Um, but then around the world too, I've seen in India, I partner with this organization called Rahab's Rope, where these people actually take trips from here, um, South Dakota, to go and visit these women who are coming out of sex trafficking in India. And they're empowering them by giving them these skills to make items. And then they bring them back to the US. They're paying them fair wages and giving them hope. And they get to share stories like like mine to say, hey, Loved and Frico is selling your products because they think you're amazing. And so you're right. It gives them that confidence. Um, but I think it's so beautiful. Also, um, one of the things that I do with Loved and Frico is on a quarterly basis, I'm able to pick an organization and give back here in my community that is fighting against sex trafficking. So right now we're doing a, a benefit for For Her. Um, our friends at For Her are trying to build a community center. And um, there's a lot of expenses that come with that, right? It's a big dream. It's a big goal. But we all want that and we all know it's needed. And so we rally behind them. And so my way to help them with Loved and Frico is to say, hey, you can get an item made by a survivor, but then it goes, the funds go back to survivors. And I think that is just a beautiful story. Yeah, it's almost like a a full circle moment, right? Right, um, yeah. It's these survivors who have gotten out of a horrible situation and as Chuck was talking a little bit about, they may not have a way to make money, to survive, to feed their family, but now they find this opportunity to be, be able to make something homemade uh, you know, with their own hands, um, be able to maybe learn a trade, make it, and then uh, make a make a money off of it, make a living off of it as well. So that's pretty awesome. Um, you talked a little bit about, uh, and I just kind of want to unpackage this a little bit for our listeners. Um, tell us a little bit about fair trade. What is fair trade? Sure. So as we know, right, with consumerism, there's a supply and demand. And many of the times with big brands that we have, we have something called fast fashion, where it's like, let's make this item as fast as possible. And so the people that suffer are the people that are making these products in many times in other countries, they're not getting paid fair wages, they're not in good living conditions or good working conditions. And so the the fair trade comes when there's respect and transparency in the way that these items are made and the wages that they are paying the workers to make these products is fair. It is fair considered, um, you know, across the board, whether it's a wage that's earned here in, in the United States or in another country, it's enough for them to be able to provide for their families. And so fair trade is a negotiation that is transparent and, and demands respect and fair wages. And that's just another way that consumers here in the United States can actually fight against human trafficking right. is being aware of where are the products that we consume every day coming from? Right. You know, is this a product that's produced in a foreign country under forced labor? Is there prison labor involved with this? And folks would be surprised to find what products that we use every day are actually produced through prison labor in other countries. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because let's, you know, bring it back. One thing we've always talked about is what human tra trafficking is and labor trafficking is part of that. And so we have a choice as consumers. And this is where the choices that we make, you know, have a greater impact. And so that means that a lot of the companies that we buy clothes from, they're not 
doing things all ethically. We mm-hmm. don't know it, right? Because we're living here in the United States, and a lot of times they do this in foreign countries. But there may be some, what we've heard, sweatshops. You know, there may be mm-hmm. conditions where someone's not getting paid enough money or they're being uh, overworked and not being paid enough. And so, um, and, and there are major companies that are doing this that we have no idea. But we have a choice and this is part part of one of these uh, amazing things about the podcast is you learn something every single day right and so you you learn today what fair trade is and now you have as a consumer an opportunity to make a choice can i go and research fair trade uh, companies uh, that are making things every single day every, things that we use you know that we buy at other companies or do we continue shopping where we shop and i think that's amazing that you are selling these items um, being ethically made from fair trade, um, but also from survivors. I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I think my my vision for one day is being able to hear locally help survivors learn um, skills that are simple and, you know, are becoming obsolete. When you really think about it, you know, we we don't, things like sewing is something that I learned from my mom and from my grandmother, but that's not something that's being passed on. And I know that from experience because I have a daughter that I have not showed her how to sew. And so that's a whole generation that loses a simple skill like that, that, you know, we could have fashion designers in these survivors that we don't know about. And you give them that simple skill and they'll turn it into something beautiful and amazing. Um, but we just don't know, right? So I, I, I think my vision would be to someday help survivors here learn things like that. Maybe how to make soaps, maybe how to make candles, how to make, um, you know, how to, how to plant plants, how to garden, things like that, that many people find um, maybe not so in demand. But when you teach them, they... These women, these um, survivors are already business minded, right? And that's one thing that we forget is that they are on top of their game because they they have to make quotas. They have to come up with um, creative ways to be able to to meet the demands that their traffickers place on them. But they're doing it in a way that exploits them. And so if we can teach them how to do that in in the world without exploiting themselves or putting themselves in harm's way, once they're out, we're giving them an opportunity. And we're also giving an opportunity not only to them, but we're giving opportunities to us because we have all these potential future entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. You know, look at the innovations that have changed the world that we live in today, made us much more comfortable. Each and every one of them has the potential to come up across with some idea, some method that will change the paradigm of of how we produce and consume. So all of this is available to us. But not only that, it's a lesson because of fair trade It's a lesson for the next generation to say, you know, maybe we want to change more. Maybe we want to look at where our products are coming from. Maybe we want to not be so consumer orientated. Mm -hmm. Maybe we want to be more of let's be fair and equitable across the board. Right. You know, especially with these younger generations that we have now. I mean, the younger generation is much more aware of things like individuals and, you know, exploitation. And they're much more aware, but they're exposed every day online. Mm -hmm. So by using social media like you use, (laughs) you're exposing this, but you're also introducing this idea that, you know, a person can be independent. And that, isn't that what we were all built on here in the United States? Yes, yeah. We were built on artisans and tradesmen that built this middle class 
and built this country. And, you know, you just need to look around every single day. We hear about it, you know, with the fact that our, now our country's trying to um, put forth an effort to rebuild our bridges, rebuild our railroads, rebuild our buildings. These were artisans. These were masons. These were carpenters. Mm-hmm. These were skilled steel workers. These were people that knew how to work with their hands. They didn't just sit behind a desk. Well, they had to learn these skills from somewhere. Now you have an opportunity for folks that are survivors, learning skills, passing skills on, and creating. And isn't it wonderful to create? Right. Yeah. Just unleashing their creativity and, and mm-hmm. helping to guide them, right, alongside them and watching, watching them flourish. Um, you know, we had Carla on the podcast a few yeah. weeks ago. And just to see her share her story and see her highlighted all in all kinds of places that, you know, we – only dreamed of seeing her one day is just beautiful. So can you imagine if we just set a whole bunch of survivors free like that? That would be just beautiful. Yeah, it's a whole nother level of empowerment, of hope. Um, And I think it also um, helps them, you know, kind of regain confidence in society and the world, knowing Mm -hmm. that there are people who are willing to spend money on the products that they're making. Um, and they're not going to waste or anything like that. I think that is a boost of confidence for them, you know, knowing that, man, I sold, I don't know how many purses, candles, whatever it is that, that you're selling um, that they're that they're making. So I think that's pretty awesome. So you mentioned um, a few times, we didn't call it out directly, but you mentioned the name, which is Loved and Free Co. So tell us what what inspired you to start this and what inspired you to name it? Right. So yeah, that was a bit of a challenge. Honestly, I had this idea and I knew what I wanted to do with it, but the name was so special. Um, you know, I think one of, one of the ways that I've struggled in my um, surviving domestic violence is the enemy's attack on me is always, you're not loved, you're, you're not loved. And I wanted to bring my story into this story. And one of the sayings that we say at A21 Freedom Chasers is always for freedom, (laughs) for freedom, or we will fight until everyone is free. Um, And so I thought about how I could bring love and freedom together and Loved and Free Co. was born. Um, And a a lot of people don't know, but the, the, logo for loved is actually on my wrist. (laughs) So it was when I hired a graphic designer, I sent her a picture of this and I said, I want this to be on the logo. And so she designed that according that way. But um, she picked out a palette that she thought was reflective of me and my personality. Um, And so we went from there. And I just, I, I really just, every time I say the name, I love hearing it because I feel like it's so personal to me, Mm -hmm. but it's also a passion to fight for freedom for someone. Um, And then just knowing that these items come from someone who is now free and are going to someone who is now free is just, is empowering even to me. So that's where the name came from. Um, Yeah, I, I really resonate with it and I love it. I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, it's very personal, um, but it also speaks to the what your mission is. Um, so we, we know based on your previous conversations with you and um, what you do with the Freedom Chasers, you're pretty busy. <laughs> so what decided, what, 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 you know, leaped into your heart to say, hey, you got to start a business now on top of everything else that you're doing? <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, well, I mean, I knew it was it was a, a dream. And 
you know, just a lot of prayer. But then when when the pandemic came and I was stuck at home a lot, <laughs> it was how can I still yet bring this to life? Um, and honestly, you know, it just it just kind of started. It was one thing after another. I started to research companies that had items that they were selling wholesale by survivors. And I was amazed at how many there were. I, I was just, wow, like this is real, you know? So I started to save a little money and I really just started it with my own funds, um, put some money aside and started to think about the name. And I mean, I, I, don't, I really don't know if there was a moment where I was like, okay, we're officially starting. It just kind of snowballed. Um, it was picking the name. It was getting the logo. It was uh, ordering a few items. It was getting my license with the state and, you know, just one thing after another. And then eventually it was like, I guess we're, we're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. And it was, you know, showing up to a few pop-up shops. I had the very first one here at my home and I was really surprised at the amount of people that came out and were so interested in hearing some of the stories of the items that I was showcasing and that they wanted to buy them, that they took them home and, and, and really wanted to, you know, hold on to a piece of someone else's story. Um, it, it just really kind of, Say, you know, put some some wind under my sails, and so it just kind of took off. And and I've been doing it online. Um, I hope to one day either partner with someone like a boutique or something and have my items in there, or a coffee shop or something. But eventually, I'd like I'd love to have a storefront. I'd love to have survivors working in my storefront and and help them and and show them what commerce is all about and you know give them ideas to have maybe have their own one day or or even to run it right i mean it's it's a ministry as well as a business and mm -hmm. i think that when we see things that way it's easier for us not to hold on so tight right we just we know it's god's work and we bring others people aside with us and we work together and just help help the world become better right change things one one thing at a time that's awesome and that's a fascinating i mean what you're describing there what maybe you don't even realize you're describing it but that's apostolic mm -hmm. that's being an apostle mm -hmm. right and be, going in there planting something new mm -hmm. getting it going teaching other people and then moving on to the next thing that god calls you to do that's actually the, the call of an apostle mm -hmm. and, and a lot of us don't realize that that call can be on our life god says you know when jesus when he left us he said i'm not leaving you alone i'm leaving you with the holy spirit Right. It, it, he's here. You know, I'm, I'm talking to you. Are you listening? And you've got to be willing to listen, step forward and what the skill that God has given you. And now this is an opportunity for these survivors to utilize skills that God has given them. They didn't just plant them mm -hmm. like the Bible says. They're, they're actually utilizing them. Right. So their time is coming and things are changing. I mean, people have decided very much across this country that we went through this pandemic and there were things before the pandemic and people initially mourned the loss and said, I want things to go back to normal. But now we all realize that there's a new normal out there. We're trying to find what that new normal is, but we don't want to be as busy. We also don't want to be as consumer. We don't want to be, you know, so wrapped up in other things, but we want to be able to help. And mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's something that I sense across the entire board. I mean, mm -hmm. I sense that with people, they want to become more involved. They want to see Society turned better, and what better way than to take the lives of someone who's been exploited, give them the skills and the opportunity, right? 
And then I love the name, Loved and Freako. <laughs> I love it now because it says more than just what you what you explain. Because right. it tells the it tells the person that's selling their products to you that they're loved and they're free. Right. Mm-hmm. It tells the person that's buying it is that this was done with love and this is for freedom. Yeah, I I totally agree. Um, tell us a little bit about some of the types of products that you sell. Is it you know, um, mainly for men, mainly for women, mainly for kids. Um, share with our audience a little bit about what kind of things they can find, maybe where they can find it. Most of, sure. Most of the items um, that I carry right now, I'm trying to get better about finding uh, products for men. Um, I started selling a few things like wallets and things like that that I found um, but for the most part. And there's a lot of household items like candles and um, keychains and a lot of jewelry, um, you know, purses and, and bags and I have these beautiful throws that are made in India by survivors that um, they use like a a block technique that has been used in India for over 200 years. And so when you see those items, you don't see them anywhere else. They're very unique. Um, And so I think that's that's one of the biggest things that when when people understand what kind of item it is, that's why they're willing to buy it because they know it's very unique, it's very different, but then they're also helping to change the narrative, right, of what they're buying. They're buying something that was handmade by someone who was paid fair wages. Not only that, but they were survivors. And then to be able to gift that to someone else and tell the story behind it is just really beautiful to hear. Um, But yeah, I have items like, you know, most recently I've started carrying items that... um, our home items like soaps and lotions and things like that because that's items that that survivors make also and i just think it's so so neat that the amount of diverse products that are offered are um are so vast there's so many there's anything from candles to soaps to handbags to jewelry items to men's wallets to purses to blankets and all kinds of things I think that's pretty awesome because they're you're knowing that you're buying they're buying maybe like a one of one item right like you said if they're buying a throw that's made in India more than likely that same pattern or color um, you know color pattern is not going to be the exact same for the next one it's going to be very unique I've seen um, some of the items that you're selling like leather uh, items that you know that they they're pretty expensive when you buy them uh, here in the states but the uniqueness about this is that it's someone that's sitting there you know sewing it handcrafting it like making it um, and and a lot of times they're making it from other countries and so it's it's different you know different techniques than the ones that they use here in the US as well so you're buying like very well made thought out items quality items um, and so your your our viewers and audience can 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 visit your website, can visit you on on Instagram or Facebook, and can find these products. Can you tell them what your website is and, and where they can find you as well on on social media? Yes, uh, my website is www.lovedandfreeco.com, and you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Loved and Freeco. Awesome. Awesome. So, I, I mean, I, I think everything that you're doing is pretty amazing. Um, you know, the, the fact that, again, someone can go and buy something that was made by uh, someone else, but that other person that they know is a survivor or someone that could avoid going into that situation. I think that's that's really, really awesome. Um, Chuck, anything else you want to you ask uh, Cece about her company or what her mission is? So, Cece, you know, as you stepped into another 
<laughs> apostolic ministry. All right. As you begin doing this, um, would you be willing to advise those that are thinking about doing what you do? Absolutely. Um, I feel like I'm learning as I go, right? So I, I may not um, have all of the right answers, but I can definitely share some of my mistakes and some 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 things that maybe I've learned along the way um, and definitely encourage. I think, yeah, I would definitely love to provide any insight I could. So if someone wanted to ask you for advice, would they message you on Instagram? Yes, Instagram or uh, my personal Instagram is ccbosslady or um, they can always reach out to A21 Freedom Chasers as well. I'm super excited. We're going to have our first presentation, um, I think, in September to talk about the the side of human trafficking that involves fair trade. Um, and that's the first presentation we've, we've given with that angle. And, and I'm really excited about that. And I hope that it is something that we're able to share more often because, as you all both mentioned earlier, um, labor trafficking is something that occurs with this that mm-hmm. we just – we don't talk about enough. And then I think that because we don't have as many people come forward with these kinds of um, accusations, we, we're, we're not as familiar with it as we are with sex trafficking as we've found more out about that. Yeah. And, and now you're even more knowledgeable now that you're you know in this type of business where you're selling uh, fair trade products. And so it makes you even more connected to the issue of human trafficking where you know it from different angles as well. And so I think that is a huge, huge blessing, a plus as well. Well, we do want to thank you for joining us today and talking about um, Loved and Frico. And we wish you nothing but success in the future because we know that your success is going to be someone else's success. And, and that's the beauty about um, the business that you have. And so to our audience and, and viewers, I just want to invite you to visit her website, uh, www.lovedandfreeco.com, uh, and find her on social media uh, as well, on Instagram. And, um, you know, go and search, you know, the different things that are out there. These make great gifts. I know my wife has bought them. Um, so make great gifts. Their candles smell awesome. Everything is made with great quality uh, as well. So we want to thank you, Chuck. Thanks again for, for being here with us. Well, thank you, Cece. Thank you. Yeah, we're super excited for what's to come and maybe hear uh, in the future updates on how things are going and uh, your new storefront. We we claim that uh, for Amen. you as well. Um, and we just want to want to say to our, our viewers, our listeners, um, don't forget to rate us. Um, leave us a, a rating, a comment. Let us know how you, how we're doing. If you have any questions, if you want to hear about a specific topic, um, please come back and listen to us on iTunes or Google Play. We hope to to, uh, have you back for our next episode. Thank you so much.